Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. The case. Second Corinthians 13 and verse 14 says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. This text is a gift, a gift of three in one from, um, well, let us just find out from who. Paul came from a Jewish background, one in which he learned about God in a systematic way. And the main feature of his original belief is found in Deuteronomy 6 verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. When you look at the text, therefore, what has changed? Let us go back to the time of Paul's conversion. He was headed to Damascus on a mission to go arrest the Lord's disciples. This was when he had a life-changing encounter with the Lord. A bright light suddenly struck him and he fell to the ground. It was then that he heard a voice, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? That could only be the voice of God. The AI of that era artificial intelligence, did not have the capabilities to produce such an encounter. This devout religious man responded based on his knowledge of the supernatural. Who are you, Lord? This is hardly near anything he would expect. To say to him that he is persecuting the voice would be crazy. He knows that he has been persecuting the disciples of Jesus, and so what is going on? Listen to what the Lord, the one God, said to him. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Now this is weird. Saul was persecuting Jesus' disciples because they were in error in serving Jesus because the Lord our God is one God. But now he is hearing Jesus speaking that what you are doing is persecuting me. If I'm persecuting some people who are his followers, and now I'm hearing him speaking to me from heaven saying I'm persecuting him, then I wonder if he is God. Jesus told him to go into Damascus where he would be told of his new assignment. Saul or Paul had an encounter with the Lord who identified himself as Jesus. He soon learned that Jesus redeemed by grace and he sustains us by that grace. Grace is Jesus' speciality. Later in his ministry, Paul learned that Jesus was the Son of God and that he was eternal. In Colossians 1, Paul wrote, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, Jesus. He also declared that all things were created and made through him and for him. So, Paul is pronouncing grace that comes from God the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, Receive the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then he talked about the love of God. This he learned really well. Paul found out that Jesus came into the world because of the love of God, the Father. He learned that Jesus was on a mission to redeem humans from their sins. So what did he have to say about this? Oh, he had lots to say. Go in Romans 5 and verse 8, for example, where he says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, God the Father loves us so much that he sent God the Son, who we know as Jesus Christ, to die for us. In dying for us, he repaired broken relationships between God and humans. But this man, Paul, grew to understand the love of God in a deeper sense. 
It is one thing for God to love us and send his son to die for us, but what next? Paul would have been happy to hear that question because three chapters later in Romans 8, he was gushing about the love of God the Father. In Romans 8, he spoke of this love in superlatives. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He knows about the love of God, and so he wrote this text from a place of knowledge and experience. Receive and celebrate the love of God. The final portion of this text speaks about the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So far, he has talked about God the Son, God the Father, and now he is talking about the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? In 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 19, Paul writes, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. Oh, now he has me confused. This Holy Spirit is living in me? How? Let us go to Romans 8 to find the answer. He speaks extensively about the relationship between the Holy Spirit and the believer. He states that the Holy Spirit is life-giving, and more than that, the Holy Spirit acts speaks to the transformation that you have experienced. You have been rescued from being a slave and now you are the child of God. That is not an ordinary status because the Holy Spirit teaches you that as a child of God, you have been elevated to becoming an heir with Jesus Christ. Finally, in Ephesians 4 verse 3, Paul warns you not to grieve the Holy Spirit, which you can dampen this, the fellowship with him. Instead, he says that you are to make full use of the Holy Spirit. He says that you should be filled all the time with the Holy Spirit. That is like giving the Holy Spirit full control of your life. Isn't that awesome? Real fellowship comes from the Holy Spirit. Receive it. So what is Paul saying in the text? You have heard, you have the blessings of God in three persons, and each person brings something special, something that is unique, something that makes all the difference in your life. Three in one. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.